This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. What's going on, guys? We are back on WHCR. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. I'm not pro- actually in front of the camera anymore, so I got to shift to the right just a little bit. What's up, guys? This is Stanley Fritz, and I am very happy to be back in Harlem with the wonderful people of 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem, and we are here for a brand new episode of Let Your Voice Be Heard. Who do I have in the studio with me? Well, I'm here. Welcome, guys, to Let Your Voice Be Heard. Uh, This is where we talk politics, social issues, foreign policy, and pop culture from a diverse perspective. Uh, My name is Selena Hill. I'm super happy to be back here at WATR right here in Harlem. I mean, I missed it. I've missed WATR. I've missed our local Harlem listeners who call in and support us. So I'm just really happy. Our, our, Our station was under construction for a few weeks. But we're back. We're live on Facebook, Instagram. Shout out to you guys as well. And we're back in effect. And you guys, make sure you follow me at Miss Selena Hill. Again, that's at Miss Selena Hill. And Miss is spelled with an M-S. So it's M-S-S-E-L-E-N-A-H-I-L-L. You oh my god, like I'm so excited. I, I missed all that because I was so excited to be back. Right. Um, Oh my God, we're in the studio, guys! I'm so happy. <laughs> um, I'm this hyped. is it's it's I it, it's. If you want to, the video quality is trash now. No, <laughs> my, on my end, it's coming up good. Mine too, Stanley. Um, you're just trash, Stanley. Mm, no, it's kidding. Fair. I do love you. Um, anyways, I am super super excited to be back on here in the studio on WHCR. Um, Roland is also happy that that, that, that we is are back. Selena's computer restarting because she doesn't have her <laughs> sound shut off. Sorry. Um, and of course, I am your legal correspondent, so you can talk legal to me uh you can also talk dirty to me but that depends on who you are Mm. um (laughs) and uh certain people and (laughs) i won't go down that rabbit hole any further (laughs) yeah you kind of set yourself up for that Alyssa. i did all right well maybe i deserve that anyway so um you can find me on facebook at facebook.com slash Alyssa fuchs that's i-l-y-s-s-a-f-u-c-h-s if you're nasty and you can find me on instagram Alyssa.fuchs. Uh, I know we're live on Instagram. What up, Instagram Live? Um, you can find me on Twitter, at Alyssa Fuchs. I don't know. I'm everywhere. But as long as you spell it right, I-L-Y-S-S-A, and you'll find me. Yeah, Stanley, did you introduce yourself? Oh, no, I didn't. You can find me on the Twitter streets at Stan Fritz, or you can find me on Instagram at Stan Fritz. I have Snapchat, but I almost never use it because Rihanna once said Snapchat was over, and I believed her. But if you go on there, it's Dark Skin Swindle. Follow me. I'll never follow back. I'll never snap. And, of course, on Facebook, it's Stanley Goodhair Fritz. All right, guys, so we have a jam-packed show. We're going to be talking about everything from the wildfires in California to Takashi 69 Scum Gang, <laughs> Treyway, and uh, we have a larger segment where we're going to be talking about Amazon. Some people call it Scamazon. Uh, why? Because it turns out that Amazon's H2 quarters, the second headquarters, will be planted here in New York City, as well as in Virginia, in the D.C. suburb area. And a lot of people do not want Jeff Bezos and Amazon coming in their area. And we're going to talk about why. And I actually put a poll up on my personal Instagram 
uh, account this morning and I asked people, do you support Amazon coming to New York City? The majority of you guys said no. And I got some good feedback on why. But some people actually said yes. So we're going to delve into the pros and the cons of Amazon coming here, the jobs they bring, but also the the chaos and some other thing negative things that they'll bring. So I'm really excited to have a discussion on that. But, you know, besides that, how was your guys' long Thanksgiving weekend? Yo, it was a pretty good weekend. I caught up with most of my shows, Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl. I caught up I'm on trash. most of my sleep. <laughs> yeah, I cleaned the apartment. I went to the gym on Saturday. I slept in yesterday, too. I woke up at 10 o'clock. It was really nice. So I actually attempted to wake up early yesterday, and then I woke up at like 6 a.m., and then I was like, it's too early. So I went back to sleep, and then the next thing I knew, it was like 11.30. Nice. Well, I had a dynamic weekend. I spent there with so many family members. (laughs) So like Thursday, we were in Queens. Friday, we were in the Bronx. And Saturday, I was in Long Island. If you guys have been following me on my Instagram. She gets around. Not only that, you oh, know why my voice is raspy right now. I get around. <laughs> no, I get around what New York you City. Last night? I get around New York City. No pun intended. But sore? yeah, I'm positive. So I had a Stanley, great job. Wave goodbye. That went right overhead. No, I got it. But it's look. I'm just gonna leave it there. So I had a great time last night. We did some family karaoke in Baldwin. I mean, check out my Instagram story. Did it you was do the fun. Jesus dance again? Yes, I did. <laughs> I I actually did do a gospel number. Um, I did Nelly Hotton here. Like, honestly, I think I won karaoke. I received a trophy. So I'm going to just leave it at that. So, yeah, I had a great weekend. Hope you guys did, too. I mean, um, Logan was great, actually, so I can't complain at all. And then tomorrow I get to go to Albany. <laughs> Woo! How much fun is that, Stanley? Um, lots of fun, actually. Really? You guys enjoying this cold weather? It's not even cold. What do you mean? Well, I mean, well, not no, today. It was, it was cold, brick though. On Friday. It wasn't Friday or Saturday when it was like 27 degrees. Was. That was Thursday. And, and the president's so stupid that he tweeted like, climate change isn't real because <laughs> it's cold. So stupid. Well, um, I also wanted to give a shout out to Jackie Cohen. She couldn't be with us here today. She's actually in California, I think, with her husband, his family, um, celebrating the Thanksgiving weekend. But um, she was also there, I think, experiencing firsthandedly how bad it is in California with the wildfires yeah, so man, stay safe Jackie 400 people missing from the right. California wildfires um, they had their budget cut as we all know and Trump has been complaining and saying that the reason that there are so many wildfires is because obviously they don't rake in California <laughs> so yeah but I mean hey this is Trump's America what can we do about that two years in now right oh god don't remind me oh man so what are we talking about today what's the big topic of the day I, mean, I actually ran that down already Selena I don't <laughs> listen to you at all so how could I have known that it's completely your fault pay attention Stanley no. I'm gonna Stanley to wake up no I can never pay attention real quick I just want to say that Selena had a birthday party last week where she she required us to give speeches and then when we went to give the speeches she said one minute only <laughs> and I thought to myself how do you ask someone to give a speech and then kick them off the stage like the Apollo clown. Anyway, like the Sandman, you mean. Honestly, though, her birthday was fun. Um, I may have drank a little too much. I slept through most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley was sleeping in the corner. Yo, Stanley was looking so like uh, Chad over there, though. He was like yeah. in his khakis with like a button down, his blue jacket. It was Chad Fritz who was making an appearance. I was, yo, it was such a busy weekend for me. Like, what did I do last weekend? I was traveling all weekend. I was in like Hudson You were like Valley, looking Saturday. for houses, looking for apartments, yeah. looking for houses, went, looking for apartments. Went to a baby shower. Then Holding a forum. On Sunday. Yes, I hold a forum. Then I went straight from the forum. 
like back to like to Selena's party because I knew if I went home, I would have fallen asleep and not woken up. Oh no, yeah. So I'm glad everyone here enjoyed my birthday party. That was also on my Instagram story, and I have the footage. You know, speaking of Instagram <laughs> stories, um, I like have a glitch in my Instagram, and it won't let me add a song to my Instagram story. You have the option to add music, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I've been trying to figure it out. I like deleted the app, redownloaded the app, upgraded the app. I still can't figure it out. So if anybody knows how to fix my Instagram, send us a comment or give us a call 212-650-6903. Honestly, it's probably your phone. It's probably something to have to do with the iPhone 6. Yeah, Listen, that's probably what it is. All right, guys. So we're going to take a quick break, but don't you go anywhere. You hating on my old phone? You hating on my old phone? I am hating. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Yeah, we Rihanna really your- does have a lot of crossover. Yes, she does. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHC, all the voice of Parliament. If you were just tuning in, that was Rihanna and EDM. You know what that means? Molly. <laughs> and if you just missed it, it's okay. We are back in the WHCR station for the first time in, what, six weeks? I think more like eight or nine. Eight or nine weeks, maybe. We've missed you. We've missed you a long time, and we're happy to be back in here. But now it's time for the news roundup. Things that made you laugh, things that made you cry, things that made you flip a table, or maybe even curse under your breath slightly, and also things that made you really, 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 really happy. What made you really, 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 really happy? I would like to know. Actually, I would not like to know. But I do want to start off this news roundup with a new story, something that happened late last night. Ooh. Yes. So NBA player Dwight Howard was apparently outed on social on Twitter last night from a man that he had been dating for a couple of Ritz. months. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard and apparently Dwight Howard and his pastor have been stalking and following and threatening this man on social media. And if you go on Twitter, where the thread is, of course I had a thread. I'll put it in the Facebook chat later on if you guys want to know about it. She ha- he has recordings of him arguing with Dwight because apparently Dwight Howard was going to these sex parties where there were like trans women and like not using protection and she felt that she she he put her in danger. It's really interesting. It's really And that's interesting. all on Twitter? Yes, but this is the same person, not Dwight Howard, but the, the man that he was dating that was telling people he was selling a camera on Twitter and then they would pay him $300 and he would send him a box of rocks. I mean, look, people <laughs> just shouldn't out other yeah, people. That's this not is like nice. a, a hard and fast rule. Don't out other people. Um, and some people have actually said that, you know, if people say or do problematic things that are homophobic when they're gay, that you should out them. But I disagree with that too. I just think like, Sometimes people have to come to terms with their own sexuality, and sometimes that can take a long time. For some of us, like we come out when we're like 16 or 17, and yeah. some people even sooner. And for some people, they don't come out till they're like in their 50s or 60s, or sometimes even later. So you just have to like let people come out at their own pace. And like, I just, I don't know, like outing people just isn't cool, in my opinion. No, but you know, he said it, and pardon me for saying keep. Mixing up he and she. Like, the night before, the rumor was that she was she was a trans woman, but now they're saying this, he's a gay man, and, you know, he just likes to dress and drag. I, I wonder what triggered him to just out him like so that. So what he's saying is that he his life, he thought his life was in danger. Dwight Howard has been threatening him, calling him from um, blocked numbers, saying that we know where you live and you're not safe. So he did this, as he said, just in case anything happened to him, oh. folks would know that it was not an accident. Wow. But, like, you could have done that without actually outing yeah, somebody. Yeah, you could have contacted police. You know, speaking of breaking news, uh, not to, to switch gears on you guys a little bit, but there was another breaking news story um, this weekend that I really wanted to address that I, I know we had not initially planned to. So there was a shooting at a mall in Alabama, um, and apparently the police showed up. Um, they shot an unarmed black man. 
what else is new, who was actually in the Army, who is home from his training in the Army on, his name is EJ, because um, I think it's really important that we say people's names, and they shot and killed him. Then they tried to cover it up and claim that he was the shooter, and then, of course, they had to backtrack later on and be like, oh, no, he wasn't the shooter. Well, well, um, I, and I heard that story, too. I just wanted to ask a question for clarification. I heard that he actually had a permit for in uh for a gun so he was a permitted gun owner and um what i was hearing from reports is that i guess he was running either fleeing the scene but he did have a a, a gun because he was permitted to uh and they shot him even and now the shooter the person who actually killed an 18 year old person at this mall is still on the loose yeah, so the person is still on the loose. I'm not clear on how they shot him. Okay. But um, I, it is true that he he did have an open carry license. They spent the, a full 24 hours plastering his photo on the news saying that he was a shooter and that they had gotten him. And even after they realized that he wasn't a shooter, they didn't actually put out an apology. They just said that he's not the shooter and we are working hard to find that person that actually did this. So it's pretty disgusting. It is. And speaking of disgusting, it was just a few weeks ago when Jamel Robertson was shot and killed as well, even though. So P- Jamel Robertson was a black security uh, security guard at this bar. A man came in to shoot up the bar. Jamel Robinson tackled the gunman and held him down with his weapon in full uniform and including a hat that said in blazing letters, security. He held him down for police to arrive. And once police arrived, they shot and killed Jamel Robertson, a 26-year-old black man, father, who is actually aspiring to be a cop. He's dead. And the person who came in to shoot up the bar is alive. And it's just it, it just so it just happens that, you know, when people like on the R the NRA side say things like, oh, we need more good guys with guns. Well, if you're a good guy with a gun and you happen to be black, you still get murdered in this country. No, I mean, look, that's what it comes down to is like every single time a black man who's legally allowed to carry a gun gets killed um, by the police or otherwise, even when they are the quote unquote good guy with a gun and of course this starts really with Philando Castile who literally tells the officer that he has a gun and that it's a legal gun um, and and the NRA not a peep from them not a peep yeah I just want to give a comment from Emanuela DeSantis and she says it's so hard to hear these news stories raising a young black child is so much more fragile it's a scary time for a lot of us um, I, I think what we have to remember is that you know you like, Sorry, I had a loss of words for a second. What we absolutely have to remember is, like, this is not indicative of the way it should be for children of color across the country. It absolutely should not be that way. And we should never take this as something that should be the standard. And we should always be shocked and angry and pushed back. Because the minute we become complacent and okay with this kind of stuff is the minute where they continue to do it and they don't even have any kind of remorse. So you know what? So so all those people who have been killed for no reason by the police, rest in peace to the NRA. I hope you go bankrupt and burn and all you burn in hell. Well, speaking of gun violence and people of color, uh, specifically men of color, we know that Takashi Six Nine, a very popular rapper, lucky with the bicky. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, thank you for that impression, sorry, Stanley. Sorry, sorry, it's sorry. Selena's so, favorite rapper, remember? Well, no, I wouldn't. Hey, that's that's a strong word. I wouldn't say favorite, but I did favor his music. You favor his music? Why did you favor his music? It was I don't know. It was intense. It was intense. Yeah. Intense with murder. Not Stanley. You like this music too. You're not gonna shame me. Oh, what's this? Hold on. Why are you dancing, Selena? You know what she's dancing to? <laughs> I know you're making she's me dance. To
sounds like murder music to me. Okay, so... Daniel well, Hernandez. I mean, here's the question that I have to ask as a criminal defense attorney, and I obviously have to see the indictment before I can answer this question, is are the crimes he's being charged with crimes that he committed, allegedly, prior to becoming famous, or... Is he alleged to have committed new crimes after he became famous or is it a combination of both? Because it would be a really sorry situation if the guy, all the crimes he is alleged to have committed were all committed after he became really famous. Because at some point you have to be like, well, you know, I'm making a lot of money. I should get out the game. Well, let's talk about the crimes. Yeah. So he's been brought up on racketeering uh-huh. and illegal gun possession mm-hmm. and also conspiracy, I think, of terrorizing New York City. Mm-hmm. And from my understanding, and he was really uh, vocal and he popularized that and he was very braggadocious about this behavior on social media. And apparently which, they also have a video of him putting a hit out on somebody. Right, what do you I mean, mean? Like, what do you mean because by that, Stanley? But like he's putting, he's like, yo, I got 30 racks on whoever can kill this person. And, he, mean, said, and he put that on social media. Apparently that's a bit Apparently, the feds have a video of that. Listen, when the feds say they have something, they, they have They usually something. do. It's the not like. The feds do not play. Yeah, I mean, look, and that's one thing I've learned, like, as a criminal defense attorney is when people get falsely arrested by the NYPD, a lot of times that has to do with systemic racism, quotas, other issues that we have. When the feds come for you, 99.9% of the time the feds have you. They have obtained a warrant. They had the right information. They went and got a wiretap. Um, you know, like, that's not to say people don't get caught up in RICO indictments when they really haven't done a lot of stuff. I mean, like, that's the thing about RICO is... If you sold drugs once or carried a suitcase full of money once, but other people were doing things like murders and all these things were do- being done together with, you know, a group of other people, then you can fall under RICO. And so, like, there are problems with RICO um, and problems with the fact that people get prosecuted under RICO for committing very minor crimes when other people within the so-called group that they're in have committed major crimes. And there's also a problem with RICO in terms of classifying who's, like, in a gang. But, you know, like at the same time rapping about something and art and you know actually committing the crimes are two different things and we've seen that play out over time i mean there's been numerous rappers that have said a lot of things but there was never any evidence to actually link them to crimes listen let me tell all you guys out there who want to be rappers if you are not about the street life do not act like you're with the street life mess because one of the biggest reasons the feds pulled him is because his old squad was going to murder him because he fired all of them after he allegedly found out that they stole $2.2 million from him. And Takashi, I mean, I always knew he wasn't really a street dude. What, Stanley, what do you mean by that? But that they were going to murder the him? They were going to shoot him in the face, Selena. What but do what mean? do you mean he wasn't really a street dude? He's like, not a street dude. Was it an act or was yeah, it? Yeah, it was an act. It was an act. Like, he's not blood. He doesn't have any bodies on. Bodies means you kill people. He doesn't have any bodies under him. Like, he wasn't pulling major weight. He was not doing this. It was all a front. It was all an act. And you can play play like that for a little bit if you're around other people who are play playing. But when you're with real killers and we are real drug dealers and people who really, really do this, you are going to get in trouble. And listen, there's a reason that, you know, like I'm not in East New York every day hanging out on the corner channel with some of those people because I know what time it is over there. And like, yeah, it's all fun and games. But when it's time to go, it's time to go. And Takashi and a lot of other young rappers, they don't understand it. They think it's all fun and games. And then when it's time, it gets time for gunplay or fed time, it's different. 
And word on the street is he's probably going to snitch, mm. which means... Well, uh, that's another thing I know about federal indictments. Most people snitch. Really? Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's how you don't go to jail for the rest of your life. Because time is different. You roll. They put you um, over the jail. That's the first level. Literally, and, and, and I want to divert back to another news story before we run out of time here, but I, the first time I ever... Well, one of the first times I ever worked on a big federal gang case um, when I was not too far out of law school, the first time we went and met with one of our clients um one he tried to tell us like he wasn't even in the gang of course he had tattoos all over him that would prove differently he was very very annoyed by the fact that i knew that and i knew what his tattoos meant to the point where he turned to the lawyer i was working for and was like why you bring her how come she's calling me out um but at the at the beginning it was like i'm not gonna snitch and like by the end it was like i'll tell you everything you want to know if it means that i'm not gonna go to jail for that body that i don't have that somebody else did um so you know look that that's just like that that's how federal indictments go speaking of the feds um so this week we heard that you know romaine lettuce killed four people so you got to throw out all your romaine lettuce white people um but we also heard that you know there's been 306 plus mass shootings this year but you don't have to throw out any of your white nuts. people um i want to do a quick shout out janera johnson i see you're watching us online i appreciate you maria ashby thank you as always emmanuela we love you everyone who's watching on facebook live we appreciate you if you're listening on podcast a couple of days later we love you too make sure you leave a comment beloveds but you know just getting back to what i was saying like it's kind of crazy that the cdc um which is the center for disease control literally is like oh my god e coli killed four people so everybody don't eat lettuce anymore meanwhile the cdc is not even allowed to study gun violence they have been banned by the trump administration from even looking into gun violence and we know that gun violence kills thousands and thousands of people in america every single year um you know multiple multiple people every single week and yet we like we're like oh my god we have to throw the lettuce out but you know it's about white yeah and speaking of people dying just really quickly again the wildfires in uh california i'm understanding that the campfire is pretty much contained but there are still hundreds of missing by uh the camp well it's called the campfire it is yeah um and uh there's still hundreds of missing bodies so i know that uh, Kanye West and the Kardashians hired their own private firefighter unit to, and they're and like supposedly yeah, Kanye wants like, to build an inflammable. Welcome to late stage capitalism, right? Like he wants to build a, a whole community that could not be set on fire. Good luck with that. Speaking, um. of, speaking of capitalism, <laughs> before we go to break, yeah. Um, shout out to Michelle Obama. Um, yes. Most books sold this year. Woo. And, and Stanley, you got a shout out as well, don't you? I do. I got 1.25 million books sold by Michelle Obama, including me. I purchased one of her books from Good Maryland. job. I thought Stanley. you wanted to shout out Jordan Davis's mom. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Lisa. I almost forgot. So I definitely want to shout out, and we're very late on this, Lucy McBath. She is the mother of Jordan Davis, a young man who was shot and killed by a white man in 2012 for playing his music too loud. That man shot Jordan Davis, got in his car, and drove home like nothing happened. His first child, he got a mistrial. His second child, I think he got off. Um, I need to go back to check on that. But Lucy McBath ran for her, ran for the congressional seat over there, and she won by an astounding thousands, like 2,000 vote margin. She yes. barely won, but now she's in there. And she's a congresswoman, so shout out to her. And shout out to Natasha Alford from yes. um, the Grio for reporting on this as well. Yes, and Natasha Alford is also a friend of the show who has been here on Let Your Voice Be Heard. That being said, we're going to go on a quick break. But when we come back, we're talking about Amazon and if we should be supporting or protesting the company coming here to New York City and it's moving to Virginia. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. FM New York.
Cardi B got a song with the city girls. Hey, yeah, there we go. Can I just shout really quickly? Shout out to Cardi B for supporting other female rappers so early in her career. Like, the fact that she teamed up with city girls, I love it. The camaraderie. Yes. I love that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeted some Cardi B lyrics earlier this week. Mm -hmm. She did. And she wrote mood. Yes. like, yep. Two girls. She gets it. It's like she's a millennial. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like we actually have representation in Congress. I know, right? So we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, The Voice of Harlem. Let me shout out Catherine Marrow, beloved, I missed you. I'm so glad you're listening. And Genera, don't worry, we are getting to the Amazon conversation in this very second. So a lot of you may have already heard about the big deal that Amazon struck with Virginia and, of course, the one, the only, New York City. So between New York City and... And Virginia, Amazon struck a deal to put their second headquarters in these two states for a combined total of $6 billion in tax incentives. But because New Yorkers are self-absorbed and we don't care about anybody else, I don't care about Virginia and I'm not talking about them. I'm here to tell you what they're getting for New York City. The combined over from New York City and New York State is considerably richer than the one that they are getting from Virginia. While Virginia is giving about $1.1 billion, New York City is giving Amazon $1.5 billion to come and open up a headquarters space at the Long Island City location. And if they hire 25,000 people, they can get up to $1.7 billion, which means it's going to reflect about $48,000 per job. So they're going to have a $48,000 tax credit per job that they bring there. And every position at the Amazon location in Long Island City is supposed to be averaging about $150,000. So now, this sounds great, right? That sounds like you may have a chance to get a job working for Amazon getting paid $150,000. No. That's not what's happening because most of these jobs you need high-level degrees or you at least need to be a whiz at coding. So Stanley couldn't get the job, but Jackie's awesome husband, Ben, could probably get a job at Amazon if you were interested. So, you know, Ben, you might want to take a look at that. And then also on top of that, there's another cash grant of $325 million based on a company occupying a certain amount of office space. Now, Listen, if the money sounds ridiculous to you, let me tell you some other things that that New York State has also agreed to do. That's Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio, if you're wondering who are the ones that helped to alter this deal in. They are going to help pay to subsidize for a helipad so that Jeff Bezos and other Amazon executives can make it onto the Amazon headquarters. They also are not requiring them to pay any taxes. They don't have to provide any job training. No. Instead, New York State is going to put in $5 million to do workforce development, but Amazon has no requirement to hire people of color or low-income people or people from that direct community, shout out to Queensbridge, to come and work at that store location. Here's a bright spot, though. They do encourage Amazon to make sure that they're going to black and women-owned businesses when they're doing their construction contracts. A lot of people are really ticked off about this Amazon deal. A lot of elected officials are really, really, really ticked off about this Amazon deal. And State Senator Mike Gianaris, who's a deputy majority leader of the New York State Senate, he has spoken out against it. Jamadi Williams has spoken out against it. Um, I think Gail Brewer and and a few others have spoken out against it. Mayor de Blasio and Governor Cuomo are still defending it, but everyone else seems to be really ticked off. Here's the gag that you guys probably didn't know. Everyone I just mentioned besides Mike Gianaris, who is a state senator for that district over there in Long Island City and a deputy majority leader of the New York State Senate, everyone else signed a memo 
that went to Amazon imploring them to come to New York City and do business here. That includes every single person that's currently running for New York City Public Advocate. That includes every city council person, every city council person, every city council person, including the ones that represent that district. That includes every single borough president, except for maybe Staten Island, because Staten Island is an Alabama of New York, and we don't even talk to them anyway. Everyone wanted this to happen, and now that people are ticked off about it, all of a sudden these same elected officials are fired up. But listen, we're not here to talk about how elected officials are hypocrites and that they lie and they talk out of both sides of their mouths because we already knew that. This Amazon deal could have huge implications on working class people. I left Queens years ago, but you know what? There are a lot of people that live there that can't afford to pay their rent, and this may raise their rent and price them out. So we're going to have a deep conversation to figure out what's going to happen. But because I'm good at talking and not at moderating, I'm going to throw it back to Selena. Well, I mean, I think we should just leave it there and get our reactions. Like, I mean, I'll say my personal reaction to this was, I mean, the deal is horrible, and I know we're going to delve more into it. But, I, I mean, the fact that you have a billion-dollar company that is run by the richest man in the modern world, Jeff Bezos, he is getting subsidies that could have otherwise been invested in public schools, public housing, or the city's crumbling mass transit system. What about that, right? So instead of New York City, the state, and the local government investing in the things that we actually need as taxpayers, they are giving incentives for this billion-dollar company to come here. And what they're saying is that they're going to make New York City is going to make a lot of revenue in return, but we're still going to have to pay a really big price. One of the things is what Stanley just touched upon. And that happens to be uh, affordable housing. And I know we're going to get into that later because it just so happens the area where Amazon's H2 H2Q headquarters are going to be um, built that was supposed to be 1,500 units of affordable housing in Long Island City. So that's gone. That's out. They're making room for the richer, for the rich to just get richer. And I know Alyssa is very anxious and well, excited to jump in. Cause, <laughs> yeah, I want to jump in here just because, yeah, oh, my God, it feels like you guys are doing the whole segment. And, like, uh, we're getting too ahead of ourselves. Um, just, like, on, on initial reaction, um, because I have such smart colleagues, they just steal everything that I want to say. Um, I mean, I agree with Selena that, that there's a a lot of money that could be going elsewhere to other things, especially to our Cumberland subway system. Um, and, and there's a lot of problems in terms of gentrification and getting rid of affordable housing. But just on the announcement itself, is is this is like my my number one feeling. Theoretically, I think it would be good for New York to get 25,000 jobs. However, the plan as it exists is horrible, um, not just because of the reason that you guys both already pointed out, um, but because of the amount of money that we are paying Amazon to come here. If anything, if Amazon wants to take advantage of the bright people that live in New York um, or even the lower income people that live in New York um, that, that could use jobs that might be able to work in some of these factories, which, side note, are not going to exist, then as far as I'm concerned, Amazon should be telling us what they want to give to us. Um, number one. Number two, Amazon has a terrible record when it comes to workers' rights. So even if you're going to create 25,000 jobs for low-income people, which you're not, in the area where the largest housing project in the country is, again, which you're not, um, then you still have to look at Amazon's records when it comes to unionization, when it comes to wages, when it comes to hours. There were still reports last year about people like wearing Depends to work at Amazon because they were afraid to leave the floor to go to the bathroom because it was going to affect their productivity numbers. So to me, 
this deal is like the epitome of everything that is wrong with crony capitalism because it's not to say that we wouldn't benefit from 25,000 jobs. It's to say that the manner in which they are coming and the kinds of jobs that are going to create be created and the track record with which Amazon has doesn't add up to a good situation for New York or really for anywhere because if you ask Seattle what happened when Amazon right. came there, they'll tell you it was not a benefit, it was a burden. All right, guys, we do have a caller on the line. Haji, let your voice be heard. You're the first caller of Let Your Voice Be Heard since we've been back. Okay, well, welcome back. And as always, you guys are having a very informative program. And that's all I want to say. Just keep up the good work. Uh, I'm glad that, that you all had a, uh, a peaceful and productive Thanksgiving. And let's hope you take it into the new year with giving thanks. Okay? All right. Thank you so much for calling in today, Thank Haji. you so we much. We appreciate it. And Thank happy you. happy belated Thanksgiving to you, too. Or as Marilyn calls it, White People Day. Basically. So, guys, we do have some comments on here that I want to make sure we get to. Janera Johnson, in response to our um, breakdown of what's happening with Amazon, said NYCHA is set to be heading towards privatization. I just want to let you know, Janera, that NYCHA has been, um, it has been contracting the management of its building out to private companies for quite some time now. And that's happened under Mayor de Blasio and under Mayor Bloomberg. But de Blasio has really pushed it in the last couple of years. And Darren Mack responded that it was absolutely happening. And it's really happened in Brownsville, my old stomping grounds. Well, hey, here's one thing. So we talked about a lot of the negatives, and Alyssa did a good job in contrasting the fact that, yes, New York will be gaining 25,000 jobs, right? But will Amazon hire locally, or will they hire people across the world and bring people from Silicon Valley? Like, the la I'm a native New Yorker. The last thing I want to do is bump into more transplants. I love my transplant friends, but... They're well, the reasons why a lot of things go up. Just to cut in, we're already sort of getting an answer to that because two weeks before the deal was even announced, Amazon employees from outside of the city were already buying condos in Long Island there you City. Go. And there in you go. fact, uh, um, we know that two of the company's employees bought units at um, before the report service, like I said, um, and that they are already moving in yeah. and that there is already a contract for $300 million worth of uh, real estate that is supposedly sold. And even as uh, early as last week, we already saw the price of apartments in Long Island City start yeah, to rise. Yeah, so they are going up. So basically, I wanted to also talk about um, some of the benefits or at least the opposing argument, right? I, so basically what Cuomo's saying, and not just Cuomo and Bill de Blasio, but the union president of 32BJ, he actually said, and I quote, as New Yorkers, we should be proud that HQ2 and the thousands of good union jobs that will be built, maintained, and secure this complex are coming to Long Island City because of the talent of our workforce and the vibrancy of our communities and the strength of our public institutions. So it sounds like the union is being very soft, saying that this is going to bring jobs and it is going to be protected with uh, by the unions. And I know Amazon has a bad track record about using uh, um, union workforce, but it sounds like that's not going to be the case here in New York City. Listen, I'm the first one to say stand up and stand with unions. But I'll tell you right now, these unions, all they're doing is giving their workers jobs that give them a salary that, they, that can't get them housing in New York State. And definitely not in New York City. And that's been a big problem for unions recently because they tried to do the same thing with the armory in Brooklyn. Where, yeah, you get some union jobs there, but the jobs they have couldn't give them the money they needed to afford rent there. When you're talking about a hundred, like, 
a whole bunch of jobs where people are getting paid $150,000 or more, and then you have union people coming in there and maybe doing the construction work and doing the management, you're talking about jobs that union jobs that pay between $15 an hour to maybe $45 to $50,000 a year. And the That's, average rent for a one-bedroom in Long Island City is $3,100, according to Street Easy. The average for a two-bedroom is $3,900. You're not affording that on a $15 an hour salary. Absolutely not. So basically, we know that most of the workers who are going to be coming to Amazon are going to be getting paid $150,000. That's what Amazon said the average is. But that doesn't account for the people who pack the boxes, the people who do like the, minim- the minimal type work. Mm-hmm. They're going to be getting paid that $15 an hour. And they're going to, I don't know where they're supposed to if live. If those jobs exist at all, which is the principal problem with this deal. Yeah. We do have to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about Amazon coming here in New York City and how it's really going to affect and impact us. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Gangsta, but I like to listen to them. I don't go to jail like Takashi 69. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. What you just heard was Roddy Rebel. I think he's doing like 99 years in prison right Him now. Him too? Y- yes, he, he shot someone. And he rapped about it in this song, exact, actually. Well, wasn't there a guy who was like rapping about being on the run while he was on the run? <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of rappers. Uh, I think I, he actually ended up getting killed also. So, some hip-hop history for you real quick. Ghostface Killer, when Wu-Tang Clan first came out, in all their videos, he used to rap with a mask on. He was wanted for murder. That is why. That's why he had the mask on. Yes. Wow. I don't think that's snitching because I'm a... That's a civilian, and that's hip-hop lore. No, that's fine. So we're back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard here back at WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. We're talking about Amazon, or as many of you have been calling it, Scamazon, because they are building a second headquarters here in New York City as well as in Virginia. And if you have a comment or a question, feel free to call us up at 212-650-6903. I know we also have some comments via Facebook Live that are someone wants to get to. Yeah, so Emanuela says, how do we give the residents the tools to demand workers' rights and unionists rise up? Um, that's a great question, Emanuela. We're actually going to talk about that later on in the segment, so keep tuning in and we're going to come back to that. Janera Johnson says, "It's sad. what's sad is that it will. what will it take to fix up public housing? Will they still be held to the same standard? Will it still be subsidized? Will more motels and hotels have to make for more DHS units for shelters in New York? I wouldn't be against it if it would only remain affordable. And I think that's a really good question and i think that's a big another principal problem with this deal is it's absolutely absurd to give away three billion dollars in tax subsidies to the largest corporation literally to the guy who's the richest man in the world for them to supposedly create twenty five thousand jobs when as you pointed out at the beginning nitrous falling apart the subways falling apart um you know new yorkers many of us millennials are being saddled with student loan debt that was the basis of ron kim's article um was that we could be using this money to lift uh New Yorkers out of student loan debt poverty. Uh, so there's so many other things we could oh. do doing with this uh, money um, that could benefit New Yorkers and create jobs other than having Amazon. So yeah. I asked this question, as I mentioned on my Instagram page, mm-hmm. and Brent chimed in, and I said, you know, the question was, do you support Amazon coming to New York City? He said, no, they are going to displace everyone in Long Island Siri- City and wherever else they set up shop, and those jobs aren't going to the residents or the people there. So it seems like 
like a lot of us look at this issue like, yeah, we, we talked about the other issues. But for many of us, front of mind is where are we going to live? New York City has already been suffering from an affordable housing crisis because there is no affordable housing. And a lot of people are moving to Queens because they can't afford Brooklyn and they can't afford Manhattan. And now with Amazon moving to Queens, too, what are people going to do? So, Stanley, how is this going to exasperate, exasperate. Gentr- exasperate gentrification? You, I said it right the first time. Okay, whatever. Let me slide. And what can we do about that? <laughs> so, um, it, it's going to exacerbate the situation even more. So, when you have a company like Amazon coming to a place like Long Island City, a place that was already seeing aggressive gentrification, what it allows for real estate developers to do and landlords is to hike up the rent even more. So, now, if you were in a place right now where you were maybe paying below market rate rent, you're going to see an aggressive push by landlords and developers to get you out of your apartment. Because the faster that they can get their rent-stabilized apartments out of stabilization, the easier it is for them to raise the rents. And those people, where are they going to go? The same places that everyone else has been going. They're going to move further up. But you can't go to Harlem anymore, and Bronx is beginning to be gentrified. So what's going to happen is you're going to see a big exodus to the Westchester area. Mm. But then those places, they're being gentrified too, and there aren't any jobs. You may end up having a scenario where you will see the kind of mass homelessness in New York that is like indicative of California, where you literally see shanty towns in the streets because people would have nowhere else to go. And when you bring in industries like this and you try to like tout how much they're going to be jobs paying $150,000 when you know that it's only for specific people, all you are doing is making the situation worse because you have people who are living in Queensbridge right now. You have older people who own homes who are on fixed incomes right now who the property tax is going to go up on and they don't have the means means to pay them and they're going to be forced to sell out and when the governor and the mayor brag about all these great jobs they're ignoring the fact that there are folks there at this moment who are going to suffer greatly from this and they're going to disappear from the fabric of new york city it, it's true and i want to say that you know Alyssa touched on this this happened in seattle so uh, studies found that seattle rents in seattle increased by 31 percent between 2013 and 2018 that's only five years and home values increased by nearly 73 percent in large part due to the fact that Amazon set up shop in Seattle and caused an influx of well-paid tech workers. And the truth of the matter is those well-paid techies don't look like us. They're white men, the majority of them. So and that's basically what we are afraid is going to happen here. Right. And, and, and we should know that this is already going to be the case because since the announcement, we've already seen several of the major developers and real estate con- companies try and figure out a way to un- destabilize some of the rent-stabilized apartments in order to have rent hikes. In addition, the site where Amazon is going to be built here in New York was supposed to go, you sort of mentioned, touched I on did. this earlier, 1,500 units of affordable housing. But just to break that down for you, that was supposed to build up to um, 4,000 1,995 new homes on 14.7 acre site on the East River. Now, the entire site, but for two acres of it, is going to be subsumed into Amazon's office campus. So you went from having 14 acres of land where affordable housing was going to be built now to only two acres of land where affordable housing can be built. So that means a significantly less amount of units. And the governor will also be using eminent domain to seize other parts of land in that area for Amazon. So there's a a couple of housing projects over there. Just so that people know what eminent domain is. That's when the government actually can come and uh, take your property from you. They have to give you something for it, usually money, but they can take it whether you want to sell it to them or not. 
They're gonna, yes, thank you, Alyssa. They're going to be using eminent domain to take over houses and a couple of project buildings over there to, to, to help with Amazon building. And you know what's going to be crumbling while that's happening? The MCA. Um, yeah, well, well. that being said, um, we talked a lot about what's happening, uh, the problems, the issues, and we had already people asking, what is the solutions, what can we do? So I'm going to make sure we spend some time on what we can and should be doing moving forward. And I just want to point out there that our Governor Cuomo, he's saying, you know what, this is not a perfect world. He put out an opt-ed and he said that... Amazon coming here is a really good thing. He understands the the political dynamic of it, but this is basically business as usual. And he's saying New York City won this mass lottery. We're the ones who won. We have Amazon here. We're going to have the jobs. And kind of it is what it is. Stanley, what would you say can or would be done? So I'll tell you now, more than likely, this Amazon deal is done and there's not much that we can do to reverse this deal. What you can do, there are multiple fronts that you can fight on. So, for example, the governor is going to try to use eminent domain to take over land to help make this process go through. You can fight that. You can also go after the elected officials that signed off on this deal um, because they're the ones that helped to, like, foster this through. Queens... All the borough presidents are going to be having elections in the next three years. You should be paying attention to those races and pushing them out because conversations like this did not happen publicly. They happened behind closed doors and they happened behind closed doors because people felt like there would be no accountability for it. Amazon is going to be Amazon. They are always going to try and do what they can to make more money. You have to go after the elected officials. And as corny and as boring as it sounds, you need to start going through those community board meetings because that's where they get most of those land deals agreements done in the first place. Although, no, in this case, on, they bypassed the community board and the city council, and it was done as a backroom deal. No, the city council sent a letter asking Amazon to come through. And if you don't get city council support, then it wouldn't have been as easy for the mayor to push that through because someone from city council could have said something and they didn't because the mayor pushed it because they wanted it to happen because they thought it was a great idea. And now they're making noise after the fact. The, the, the fact is a lot of these deals happen behind closed doors, but city council members, state senators, assembly members, they are in the know and they push it through because they're not paying attention or they don't care. We had a whole inward rezoning in, um, in Washington Heights because some of the council people over there wanted to have a computer lab named after them. And now a bunch of people are going to get pushed out of the neighborhoods now because of gentrification. So you got to stay on top of them. I mean, look, that's the ultimate issue with gentrification is as more and more of these techie white bros move in, whether it's to uh, Long Island City in Queens or it's somewhere else, whether it's Amazon or Walmart or some other big company, it not only raises the price of housing, but it also raises the price of living and the price of goods. And it and it displaces people. And Stanley said, you know, they may have to leave Queens, leave here. A lot of these people are even going to leave New York. And ultimately, you get into a situation where there's nowhere for people to go because big corporations start taking over everything and yeah i agree with you that you do have to attack the politicians um and 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 you know yes you can you can boycott the companies but ultimately i don't know if that really has an effect i saw a really good tweet actually i can't pull it up right now i'm having some internet issue from zephyr teach out last week about the fact that you know if you morally feel like you should boycott a company do it but that you know at the same time recognize that you know the boycott isn't the end all or be all in dealing with these issues it is reaching out to your elected officials just to give some people some concrete actions that they can take um both in terms of canvassing the neighborhood and also uh, getting to speak out to their officials and 
to protest. There's several of those. So tomorrow there's a Cyber Monday New York City Amazon blackout. That's being hosted by Amazons Against Amazon and the Queen's Anti-Gentrification Project. Um, That is basically, you know, just a don't buy from Amazon tomorrow if you can. Uh, There is a Cyber Monday canvas also going on tomorrow that's being hosted by the Democratic Socialists of America, by DSA. They're going around to get people in the Long Island City, Queens community to sign uh, uh, petitions against uh, and to bring to the politicians. Uh, There's also a forum going on on November 28th at LaGuardia Community College. That's a teach-in. There will be elected officials there that you will be able to confront. That is at 1030 in the morning at LaGuardia Community College. Um, And there's also a Resist Amazon Long Island City Community Forum that's being held on December 10th, uh, also by DSA. That's going to be at 7 p.m. at the New York Iris Center. Um, Those are just some of the actual things you can do to get involved, whether it's protesting, boycotting, or, as Stanley points out, getting to confront your elected officials or organize with people in your communities about how you can confront your elected officials about this issue. Yeah, and I would just close out by... You know, quoting Bernie Sanders, who said uh, at a time of massive corporate profits and an already regressive tax system, Amazon and other large corporations do not need corporate welfare. Instead, they should be paying their fair share of taxes. But you know what? At the end of the day, what Jeff Bessels did was a really smart business decision, right? He's the richest man in the world for a reason. And this is one of those reasons. He's ruthless when it comes to making these business decisions, no matter who it affects. And he even like in Seattle went after a bill that would have helped to stop the homelessness but he shut that down because his company would have had to take a a hit in some type of way so we can't in my opinion you can't really stop these business owners but like what Stanley said you can hold them accounted because our elected officials are not and should not be beholden to these large big businesses they should be answering to us because we're the ones who elect them and put them in office so get involved stay informed and remember your civic duty affects you more directly than you may think and I also want to end by saying this if Amazon wants to come here honestly i wouldn't be opposed if we weren't subsidizing them and they were subsidizing our neighborhoods and i understand that a part of the agreement they are going to be pushing um for like job fairs in in the in the queen's bridge houses and they're going to be trying to do things like that but it's not good enough when these people don't have running water they don't have heat and they've been neglected for decades and we have to stop and it stops with us On that note, we're going to say goodbye, but I want to thank everyone who tuned in, who called in and left a comment via Facebook Live, as well as our podcast audience. Thank you. And remember, you can support Let Your Voice Be Heard by making a donation on Patreon.com slash Be Heard Radio.